longtime jazz assistant coach Jordan Chiesa with us. Dennis Lindsay is going to take an advisory role within the jazz. Your thoughts? It's great for Dennis. He said recently he wants to spend more time with his family, and I'm sure that is absolutely accurate. By the way, he's only 52 years old, so he has a lot more game in him. I'm looking forward to this next part of his career. He did a great job with the Jets. It's some quick arithmetic. 25 years in the NBA with the Jets for nine years. He was the guy that drafted Rudy Gobert at 27 and Donovan Mitchell at 13, and he signed Quinn Snyder, who's been a terrific coach for the Jazz for the last seven years. So he has his mark on Jazz basketball. Very impressive. He works for Bleacher Report, Mo DeKill with his... With them already over the cap. If they just let Mike Conley walk away, it's not like they have the money to go replace him. Because they have bird rights and things like that, they can go over the cap to sign it. It's not as easy, you know, as, as it just seems logically. You just be like, oh, well, you can just go spend the $20 million else, elsewhere. It's not the way it works with, with the way the cap is set up in the current situation with the Jazz. They got to re-sign it. And then from there, you can build out. You got to re-sign Mike Conley. And you got to start looking at other places and where you can make adjustments. Nothing should really be off the table except Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are coming back next year. Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. Chris, you covered Danny Ainge very closely there in Boston for a long time. You think he resurfaces in Utah? I do. I don't know what capacity it would be. I would assume at least at first it's in some kind of advisory role. I think Danny was telling the truth where he said, I'm just not looking to work very hard right now. 18 years in Boston, two heart attacks. That takes a lot out of him. I can't imagine a situation where he'd want to step in to be in charge right away. But you never know. Like Danny's competitive. I can't see Danny doing nothing for the rest of his career. I think after recharging the batteries for a little while, he'll want to get back into the mix. And the most likely landing spot would seem to be Utah. Name, image, and likeness is now a thing in college sports. We've each filled out names of college figures and products to endorse. We mixed them all up and then we're taking coal out of a pile. Hi, I'm Lou Holtz and I'm here to tell you about Lee's Snap-On Nails. Hi, I'm Johnny Manziel, and I'm here to talk to you about Skull Chewing Tobacco. <laughs> Hi, I'm Austin Colley, here for the Tsunami, the world's strongest in-home bidet. <laughs> <laughs> tsunami. Magic happens. <laughs> magic happens. <laughs> we are so juvenile. He is the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. David Locke, Ryan Windhorst went on the Hoop Collective. Shut the beep up. Podcast. And now we're uh, not talking. I mean, it's just crap. Well, like, okay. why? Why, why, I well. Mean, like, why are we all talking about this? Like, okay, you know what? I'm extremely concerned that Donovan Mitchell might want to leave. And I should be. And Milwaukee should have been extremely concerned about Giannis might want to leave. And he stayed. And Oklahoma City spent four years extremely concerned about Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. And they kept one and one went. That's the reality of this league. That's not newsworthy. That's just putting two names together in a sentence with one adjective so that you can get a bunch of beep and clickbait. Shut the beep up. is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sounds of the Week right there, brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine? To treat sleep apnea, Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. 
Let's uh, get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. Joining us now, former Cougar, our good friend Jonathan Tavanari. What's going on, Jonathan? My man, how are you? You know, I'm good, and I saw the tweet that uh, that you threw out there, and, and I'm glad you're on Team Big Show now. And, and uh, Hanson, you, Team Hanson, Scotty, they, they, you, you can still go on that show. You have our permission, but we're glad you're here, buddy. You know what? One of my uh, – you guys' show, I actually, you know, I, I listened to Scotty and, 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 and Hans a lot <laughs> when I was in Europe, but – you know, because of the time difference, usually you guys were the ones that I listened to right before I fall asleep. So, I mean, Gordon just has the nicest voice, you know, and I just always thought he was singing me a lullaby when he was, you know, having some of his strong takes. So, I was about to say uh, pull that for the promo before he got into the the sleepy nature of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jonathan, hey, we, uh, let, we want to talk some name, image, and likeness with you as a former uh, college athlete and one that, that had a high profile down at BYU when you were playing. Let's start with your, your kind of initial reaction on the whole to this change in college sports. Well, the one thing I want to make it clear is I – I don't think that this is a good idea, right? Um, Would I have profited a lot out of it? I probably would because, you know, at that time I was on the national team. Um, I was the only non-professional guy on the national team um, in Brazil. I was playing in the world tournament qualifiers and Olympic qualifiers. Um, You know, in in 2008, we came in through, you know, within a a rock's throw of going uh, going to Beijing, and, uh, and through all of that, I was the only non-professional guy, um, you know, with that team. And we had Thiago Splitter, Anderson Varejao, Nene, uh, Leandro Barbosa. We had a bunch of, you know, high-level EuroLeague guys, too. And so um, I, it would have, my college career would have been completely different had that been in place. You know, um, after my junior year, I came really close to, to taking a really big offer from, from uh, overseas. But... You know, my mom insisted for me to stay in college and graduate. I was about to get married. And so there are a whole lot of things that that made me uh, reconsider and stay, you know, but it would have been a game changer, you know what I mean? And so, which is a game changer for the kids right now. When I say that I'm against it, I speak from somebody that that lived through it, but also from somebody that, um, like I told you guys, I know a lot of people that have, taking money to go to schools. I know European guys that, that got paid to go certain places. And, but to me, this has opened a Pandora's box that it's going to be hard to contain. Now, you can take a step back and you can talk about, for instance, the twins down in Fresno State um, who play basketball. Um, great professional, uh, great basketball players, right? They're probably going to maybe be drafted. You know, they might stick around the, NBA, the WNBA for a little bit, but um, their main source of income was always going to be because of publicity, right? Because of using their image, using their likeness, um, using their social medias to be able to go ahead and make money. So, uh, and the same thing can be applied to, uh, you know, to the gymnast from LSU. Um, but when you talk about, you know, you think about Alabama and the quarterback from Alabama, and you think about maybe, you know, the star basketball player at Duke, and not only that, to me, this is going to open a Pandora's box that the NCAA and the way that the collegiate um, 
method, the, the model they have in place right now, it's not suited for that type of situation. Never at BYU. And this is not to no way, shape, or form. And, and you can hear my baby disagrees with it as well. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, my, at BYU, I never had a class that was, hey, you're going to be uh, an athlete that's going to make money. I only had that type of uh, instruction later on once I signed with – I had signed with a really big agency, Octagon. And so they put me through a few things. Um, you know, thankfully, my wife was financially – she was very literate. And so we were able to kind of be in a situation that it wasn't so crazy right after college. But um, there were – it never prepared for it. And so – I think that the whole method, the whole way that college athletics is shaped right now, it's not in a good situation that, you know, there's going to be a whole lot of people, you know, and let's be realistic. There's probably going to be probably a handful of kids that are going to make seven figures, but there's going to be quite a bit of players and quite a bit of kids that um, they, you know, it's going to be an issue. To me, there obviously there's going to be the exceptions. Um, but I see, I see this, you know, having a whole lot of negative effects because people just say, well, let's just get the players played and let's have the kids, um, you know, have their names on the jersey and we want to play video games. But, you know, there's a whole lot of, you know, real-life um, applications to this. And, again, my personal opinion for having lived through it, I think there's going to be a whole lot of issues that the system is not, um, not ready to, to support. You mentioned the the athletes getting paid. What's the upside here, Jonathan? Where 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 are the pros? Well, Gordy, uh, uh, one of the things that come to mind is you guys probably remember a few years ago um, there was a BYU guy from track and field. Um, he was a walk on, and he chose to stop his career because he came up with something. I don't remember correctly. I don't want to say something just to say it. And he ended up making. 30 or 40, you know, he made it up making millions of dollars on, on the situation. But because of the way the NCAA is set up, he couldn't play anymore. So things like that will benefit, right, certain student athletes, certain athletes that have a huge social media impact. You know, I think back on if Zach Wilson had come back for his senior year, he was probably going to be making seven figures right now. I mean, he, he is making seven figures because he was the number two pick in the draft. But as a college athlete, I think that um, it, would be able to, um, it would be able to get him um, even more in certain instances. A gymmer is another situation, right? It's not that just, you know, uh, somebody's going to be like, hey, I'm open for, for business. And um, companies are going to give these guys, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of millions of dollars just because they play you know, they're a backup at BYU. And so, you know, there are certain guys that are going to be more mar- uh, marketable. Um, you know, you look at maybe, you know, um, the quarterback situation at BYU Hall or Romney. You know, the BYU quarterback is always going to be one of the bigger guys. Um, maybe um, Alex Barcelo. But it, it, to me, you know, there's going to be a lot of issues. Um, how do you deal with, um, you know, the chemistry in the locker room? How do you also deal with the situation? What if Adidas comes to Alex Barcel and say, hey, we are going to offer you half a million dollars to only wear Adidas. So what's going to happen with him? Because BYU is a Nike school, right? 
And then, you know, the, 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 the release that the athletic department did saying, hey, you know, it has to be honor code worthy. You know, but what if, you know, Captain Morgan, I joked around about this on Twitter the other day. If you guys remember 10, 15 years ago, Captain Morgan had a contest that if you sent the best Captain Morgan pose, which is the pirate kind of yeah. looking, you know, with the leg I up. always, yeah, yeah I always <laughs> joked around with Lamont Morgan. You can ask Lamont that if I ever hit a game winner, I was going to run to the score stable and I was going to make the Captain Morgan pose and send it to them because the winner of the contest would get a quarter of a million dollars. And so it just things like that. that To me, there's going to be a a whole lot of conflict. And, again, when I say that I'm against it, it's not that I'm against the kids getting uh, paid. I just think that the system is not ready to support all of this. So I'm I'm with you. People who listen to the show know know my opinion on this well because Gordon and I argue about it a lot. I th- I think it's a it's a bad idea because the unintended consequences I, I don't think are being considered enough. And you've hit on a, uh, on a few, but I want to ask you about this one. You know, boosters uh, already boosters have access to athletic programs based on you know donating to the program and w- giving them more access to the players individually and making those relationships financial. What what how does that change the booster's role in the program? I, I would guess it complicates it further. Well, and not only that, I mean, let's look at, uh, and again, you know, let's just go off, you know, um, upside down day to day. What if Ryan Smith were to go and get everybody that plays sports at BYU and say, hey, just come over here, spend a day at Quatrix, shoot some hoops, and I'm going to give you $1,000. And then if you come on an internship, I'm going to give you that you just work for a couple of hours a day for two weeks. I'm going to pay you a thousand bucks an hour. I mean, if you want, obviously, Ryan is not that type of person, you know, obviously an amazing, phenomenal businessman by everything that he has accomplished with Qualtrics, with the Jazz, helping BYU. But what if that is the case? What if there's a really deep pockets guy, you know, down south in Alabama, uh, you know, in Baton Rouge? Um, you know, uh, Florida, Auburn, that they go and, and they do something like this. I mean, heck, that was a few years ago. That was an Alabama player that did somewhat of an internship and got paid a lot of money. And so to me, it's like you said, it, it, it just there isn't a way. The system is not ready to support all of this, and it's going to be a nightmare. Now, I've had a lot of interactions and conversations with, with Jay Billis. Um, you know, when I was at BYU, you guys know I was ball-headed. You know, now I can't afford a haircut. And so, um, and Jay, you know, his hair has lasted him a long time ago. And so we joke around about that a lot. But we also talk about this whole thing about athletes getting paid. I think there is a way that athletes should be compensated. I don't know if just giving money is the right solution. You know, um, there was a guy that played at the U. He did uh, an interview for KSL um, that I was a part of. And he said something that is very good. If you have a rap problem and you bring in dozens of snakes to get rid of the, of the rat problem, after the rats are gone, what do you have? A you have a problem. snake problem. <laughs> and so that's, that's, a, that, that's how I see this. And so it's not just about throwing the money of these guys, which to me, BYU is doing the right way. Let's build for life. Let's do what we can. Um, when I was going through um, preparations, you know, my, after my senior year, I was in Indiana a lot because the Pacers won a, were, um, won a couple of teams that had interest in me. And I got to get really close and, and became really good friends with Gordon Hayward. When he came to the Jazz, 
um, you know, a few summers in between seasons for me. We would get together. We would work out and stuff. And one of the things that I always remember was um, just about education, about money, building your own brand and getting together and how it works and the way it works and, and all of these things. And, and to me, um, not a whole lot of players at BYU um, had that before this Build for Life program, which to me was, you know, I have this, I have this memory one. You know, they were talking about Gordon. I don't know if you guys remember, he had released a rap about being a too big yo, yeah. and it was about his shot and all that type of stuff. And so it was all about brand awareness and so on. And so to me, you know, it will be a few years before there's somewhat of normalization and things are in control, but things are about to get really out of hand for a couple of years, in my opinion. Jonathan, what about uh, the counter to that about how these institutions are making money off of these uh, athletes and uh, they're hogging it to themselves? Uh, do you uh, did that bother you at all when you were playing? You know, there were certain things that that, that kind of irked me the wrong way, uh, Gordon. But for instance. In my opinion, you know, just throwing money at it and say, hey, you know, go do whatever you want and advertise whatever you want. Um, to me, that's not the, the solution. So to me, something that on my experience, and again, you're talking about um, somebody that not only was I on scholarship, but it's not like my mom and dad were, you know, a couple of hours away on a flight. I mean, I had to go down on a whole day's trip to get back to Brazil. But to me, the system has to change. For instance, what about providing, you know, three, four, five meals a day for the players? What about covering all of the costs um, for housing and, and so on? And then the scholarship check that you get, that's somewhat of a, a per diem or somewhat of, of a money that you get, um, you know, for that, for that's just being a scholarship player. And maybe that amount can be higher a little bit. Right. But to me, in my experience, you know, uh, uh, the colleges paying for groceries, paying for food on campus and and free meals uh, and so on. I think that that was the way to go along with, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, these guys are student athletes. If they want to be athletes, they need to go professionally. And so to me, you have to have to, you have to create a fund. OK, Some money that is put in there based on the amount of money that BYU is going to sell with, you know, Barcelo on the back and the amount of money that, you know, BYU is going to sell by having a, you know, a, a, a Jaron Hall bobblehead or things like that. But then put it towards a fund and every semester or after every finals or whatever the case may be, once student athletes meet a certain criteria um, to get the grades that they are eligible to play, then they're able to tap that fund. Right. But, you know, the devil in disguise is that how many times have we seen about North Carolina and, and other places about, you know, schools just giving players credit and good grades so they can be eligible, right? Kevin Durant, probably one of the best freshman seasons in all of college basketball history, he didn't even take classes his winter semester because he was already eligible because he got the grades he needed in the fall semester. And so to me, you know, the system, it's not broken. It needed an incredible overhaul, right? But to me, the people in charge didn't want to really go down that path. So, you know, they just said, you know what? That's what the people want. You know, let's just wash our hands, toss them to the crowd, and 
you know, I honestly, in my perspective, there's a Pandora's box that, that, that just opened with the way things are right now. Well, Jonathan, thank you for jumping on with us. Very thought-provoking stuff. We appreciate it. Hey, what else can you expect from me, right? Always, buddy. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you're a regular on the big show. <laughs> Take care, guys. Have a good weekend, and uh, happy 4th of July to everybody. Happy 4th to you, too. Thanks, buddy. Our friend Jonathan Tavernari jumping on with us. And uh, Jonathan always has an opinion, uh, agree or not. Uh, like I said, thought-provoking. So is, is Jonathan a dual citizen? He actually just tweeted about this yesterday. Did he? Did he? He is a green card visa. Uh, he tweeted out the video of the new citizens here at the state capitol uh-huh. taking the oath and, or whatever it's called uh, and becoming U.S. citizens. And he said he's thought about it, he's considered it, but he is okay with just being a green card visa for now. So. Well, I just His wife w- is American, though. He just wished everybody a happy 4th of July. So that's- I don't think he's you know uh, still hoping that Britain wins the war. I doubt it. It's just a nice thing to say. Is happy. If you marry someone who is uh, American and you're from another country, um, does that grant you certain, I don't know, uh, an easier path? Um, Well, you're allowed to be in the country if you're married to someone, but that does not give you automatic citizenship. Uh And if that marriage dissolves, then so does your visa. All right. Informative. I didn't know that. All right. Stay tuned. But now with uh, the college uh, NIL, who knows what's going to happen? You know, Sorry. It's just the Wild West. More of Gordon's List coming up next. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Market update at uh, 350. Sam Amick at 4. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's a Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. I want to remind you about uh, the top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start. Of college football season is the top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon only here on the Zone Sports Network. Uh, we're going to roll on with Gordon's list. Do we need to play the Open again? I think it's probably a good idea. Go ahead, Austin. <clears throat> and now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know. We're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. That's the biggest shower you ever been in. I'm not honking anyone. When you think about the big feet... Like, you know, they have big feet. Why would anybody swing a bat at the, 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 the sausage? They are looking for a little light in their life. When I have chlamydia, and they could say win one for the zipper. Would you feel comfortable sharing with your wife? I wouldn't mind being trubbed at times. Gordon's List, brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan Murray, home of the auto warranty that doesn't quit. It's endless. It's perpetual. It's forever. Just as funny the second time.
Look at you trying not to laugh over there. You are trying not to laugh. Nah, not hard not to. <laughs> kind of like every joke you ever tell. Bam! Nailed what do you it. Mean, bam! <laughs> wow, zinger! What? What? Like win one for the zipper. For example. Uh, okay, what's next on the list? We <laughs> talked earlier about the Bucks and the Hawks, Jake. Uh, what about the Suns? Uh, what do you think their finals appearance means for Chris Paul? Oh, it definitely um, has bolstered his legacy already. I mean, you know, there's that. The, you see it on TNT all the time, right? Where where uh, Kenny and Shaq over hold it over Charles's head that he yeah. never won a ring. You know, it's yeah. a you know, if he did break through and get into that elite fraternity, I mean, that's exactly what it is. But no, I think he's he's. Um, uh, quashed a lot of doubts. I mean, particularly the way he played in what, what Game Six oh, against yeah. the Clippers. I mean, he dug deep and got his team into the finals. I mean, that was a pretty, that was a pretty incredible performance. As, as much as I don't like what talking do you think about, about this, what do you think about judging an individual player in a team sport like that? I mean, does does it mean anything? I mean, obviously the examples here, Carl uh, Malone and John Stockton. I mean. What does it mean that they didn't win a title? So the answer is nothing. I mean, that's why that's why former athletes, Gordon, you've you've known enough of them in uh, in your personal life that uh, you always get bent out of shape when somebody questions like how good they were. I mean, regardless of the level, because they already simply by you know being a college athlete or whatever have uh, achieved far more athletically than the vast 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 majority of humans on this planet so mm-hmm. how dare you criticize the fact that i had a bad third quarter <laughs> against syracuse you know like uh, and, and i get that so it's it's unfair from that standpoint like we look at a player like chris paul who's had an incredible career who's the elite of the elite of the elite of the elite and how dare we say oh pff, but he hasn't he hasn't won a title you know but, but, he, the, hasn't but, always, but he hasn't always shown up that well in the playoffs. So. Right. But, I mean, just, just think at all he's accomplished just to get to that point in the playoffs where he didn't show well. So, yeah, but, but, but it's so, a high standard. Well, yeah. the other side of it is fans are going to judge that regardless. It, it's because they're the armchair quarterback. And I think a lot of times, like athletes and former athletes, they don't get that. That it's not – it's a TV show to them. It's not – they're not watching all the blood, sweat, and tears that go into just getting that far. They're not watching Chris Paul tape his shoulder together in the first round before he goes out there and plays. You know, they don't care about that because it's not real. It's a show. It's entertainment. It's, well, this is my best player. My my favorite player is better than your favorite player for this reason and this reason and that reason. But the truth is the 15th man on any NBA roster has still uh, incre- uh, um, achieved more athletically than 99.9% of the other humans on the planet. You know, I, I yeah, okay. I, I think what Chris Paul is doing this year should be a lesson to a lot of great players who, who uh, want to go to the Lakers or the Heat or the Celtics. You know, he, he went to the Suns. And the Suns have been in the finals since, what, 93? 92, was it? Uh, 93. So look at what's happening to him. He goes to Phoenix, a team that has struggled in recent years. They played well in the, in the bubble. But 
now look at the 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 the, the glory that's coming his way by going there and making such a significant difference to that team. I think it, I don't disagree with that, but I think it's also a lesson to young players, Gordon, to shut up and fall in line and good things happen. How so? Chris Paul, veteran player, not necessarily the most happy-go-lucky teammate in the world, <laughs> demands a lot out of his teammates. We know that. You know, kind of a surly type who probably likes to direct the show, but also somebody that has the experience where he probably should be listened to. And Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden, I think both those two players in particular found a purpose this year where they fell in line and they started pulling in the right direction. And DeAndre Aiden started playing tougher, which I think is out of his comfort zone a little bit. And I think Chris Paul had a lot to do with that. And he did last year with Oklahoma City. So maybe, you know, the, the stars don't love playing with him because he's kind of bossy and surly and they say, who are you to tell me what to do? But you put him in a, a room with a bunch of young players and they, he says, hey, listen up. And they listen, and all pull in the same direction. Good things happen. Man, I hate giving Chris Paul credit. This really stinks. I wonder what would have happened under a different set of circumstances if Chris Paul had come to the Jazz. I'm not talking about in the draft. I mean, you know, as a as a veteran, the difference he would have made for this team. Um, he wouldn't have solved the. Uh, diminutive nature of the starting guard line, but what a great player. I don't know if the Jazz needed what Chris Paul brought to I the think, Suns, I think though. they do. Well, I mean, he's he's a great uh, mid-range shooter, but uh, they, the Jazz need a quarterback. Well, okay, I, I was more thinking in the locker room. That's interesting. On the floor, I mean, what team probably couldn't use Chris Paul, but um, because, because I, I'm more thinking Rudy that, Gobert needs to be set up and, uh, and you know, with the way the, the Jazz like to have the ball end up at the right place at the right time, seems like he would be a really good fit. Yeah, Mike Conley's pretty good, though, too. Yeah. Well, I was more thinking in the locker room, like, would, would, would Chris Paul have the effect on Donovan and Rudy that he had on Booker and Ayton? Probably. I don't, see, I don't think so, because I don't think those two players in Donovan and Rudy needed the same. Maybe they did. I mean, may, maybe they did. I don't know. Where do you rank? I don't. Chris I don't Paul? think Donovan it strikes me as a player that needs somebody to lead him. I think Devin Booker needed somebody to lead him. I don't uh, know. That if, could be true. I don't know if Donovan Mitchell needs that. I think he's he seems to be headed in the right direction from a full philosophical standpoint and an on the floor standpoint. I whereas think, I don't know if Devin Booker had that. I think I agree with that to some extent, but Chris Paul. Uh, is a guy who has seen a lot, and he might have been able to help in that regard. I, I don't know. Do you rank him? Is he a top four point guard of all time? Yeah. No. Where do you put him? Well, I don't know. Not top four. If I mean, he wins it all this year, does that change? You've it? got LeBron. Here <laughs> oh, we go. Mookie Blaylock. Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. Mookie. I know he wasn't really a point guard, but still Eric Lechner. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. All what right, Jake. Blake Ahern. <laughs> Did you uh, see that the Washington football team was uh, fined $10 million? And that wasn't even the biggest part of the story, interestingly enough. What was the biggest part? Because that was the lead. It, what was interesting is the, the biggest part is that they're making Dan Snyder step away from the team. 
for an undisclosed amount of time, and his wife is now running the day-to-day operations there for the Washington football team. That can't hurt. I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a long history of uh, who's running the show for the boss while he's away, you know? Like you see it in the mob. The boss goes to jail. Who's running the show on the outside? You know what I mean? Does Does the wife turn around and sell the team out from under him? That's what I'd do. Guess what, hun? The The franchise is gone, and I want a divorce. That's what, uh, isn't that what Amanda Olsen did to Hans? Sold his car while he was out of town? <laughs> did she? I've I never heard so. that story. I think so. But in this case, I mean, he was doing a bunch of slimy stuff that got him fined in the first place, so she probably isn't, you know, all that comfortable in the old relationship. Just Oh, well, yeah, she's mad at him. I would guess so. So put a couple of bill in your pocket and uh, and uh, call uh, an attorney, Cordell and Cordell. Question for you: uh-huh. Are you watching Euro twenty twenty? No, twenty twenty one. I'm not. Whatever this is, Mm-mm. I don't like uh, field hockey. <laughs> You're not watching it at all. I know Austin peeks at it. Yeah, well, it's on during our show on these TVs, so you guys have seen some of it. I watched. I, I watched in its totality uh, Germany, France. Um, you did not watch the whole thing. I watched Stop most it. of it. Stop it right now! I don't believe you. I didn't watch all of it, but I watched most of it. That totality mm. means all of it. Yeah, you did say totality. <laughs> okay, most of it. Over under Austin, if if we were to give a, a Gordon Truth Serum on how much of that game he watched, I'm setting it at 10 minutes. No, I've always uh, enjoyed watching German soccer. I think it goes under because it was just the highlight video on ESPN.com. No, it wasn't. It was the actual just game. Just the two goals. Um, <laughs> so you're not watching it either then? I've watched a little bit here and there. What was the score of that game? I think then they win 2-0. Two, two Oh, I, don't, I, don't I can't guess. remember. I mean, That's like a hundred to nothing Fran- in basketball. France, France won. Because um, I was rooting for Germany. Jake, since sports is so physically demanding and mentally too, do you think how do you think you'd hold up under the pressure of a big sporting event if you were an athlete? Oh, very poorly. Let's say you. Ha- <laughs> I'm not kidding. Have you what? seen me putt? That's just with my friends watching me. I was thinking about this because, and I don't know where he is now, but Davis Thompson was leading that Rocket Mortgage tournament. He's 22 years old. It's like his third pro tournament. And uh, he was leading after the first round. And I I think last time I checked, he was like a couple of strokes off or something like that. But how difficult would that be if you found yourself in that situation? I agree with you (laughs) because we're not used to it. But that would be... That would be a little nerve-wracking. Yeah. With that much dough on the line? Are you kidding? <laughs> think you'd fall apart. Yes. Austin, would you fall apart? I'm ta- I'm giving you the I'm giving you the privilege of having great physical talent. Uh you saw what how Patrick Beverly handled things the other night. That's about what I would be. <laughs> okay. I don't know, something interesting for people to you think. You would about. be the same. Uh, if I had supreme confidence in myself, I probably would feel pretty good. No, I doubt it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just do. You know, I don't know who's mean or you or Austin. How is that mean? Because. what? Why that, that are you I, I don't think you can make a putt with a million dollars on the if line. I no, had, I if I had the physical talent? No. Confidence is very sexy. 
All right, the last thing. I'm sick of this. And how am I mean? I didn't say anything. <laughs> I don't think that's an insult. A million dollars on the line? I don't think I could even get out of this chair. You have the physical talent. I'm physically capable of getting out of this chair. <laughs> if you told me there was a million dollars on the line, I'd probably fail at it. I'd fall oh, right yeah. on my face. All you have to do is get out of that chair yeah. and leave the room. No, you've got the you've got you're you're a good putter. You got the physical talent. I'm a talent. good stander too. <laughs> you are so pathetic. All right, last thing. The Lear, the final Learfield Directors Cup standings came out. And uh, that's the one that includes all the different sports. And BYU finished uh, 17th in the top 25. Impressed or not? Very much. I think it's awesome. Let's see. Texas was one, then Stanford, Michigan, North Carolina, Florida, USC, Alabama, Arkansas, Ohio State, Georgia, Virginia, Kentucky, like the Wahoos there. UCLA, Notre Dame, LSU, Florida State, BYU. And after BYU is Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, Arizona State, Duke, Ole Miss, North Carolina State, Oklahoma, and Oregon. That is impressive. Oh, man, I think uh, I don't I don't think we can give Tom Homo enough credit for the last couple of years and the, the job he's done down there. I know people don't pay attention to the Olympic sports and that sort of thing, but I value the entire athletic department, and I think if you could be, you know, in the top 20 in the country as far as athletic department success goes, that deserves a tip of the hat. But if you were a female BYU swimmer and uh, one of these uh, swimsuit companies came to you and said, we want you to appear in a commercial with a bikini on, would you be allowed to? You already asked this question the other day, Chester. That's a joke. It's true. Wait, does the honor code outlaw bikinis? I think so. Really? I don't think you can wear them at the pool at the uh, on-campus housing place. Can they huh. kick you out of school if you wear them to the beach? Um, no. I, well, that's, Are I speedos outlawed for the males? <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know. Do the male? No, never mind. The male swim team has to swim in board shorts, it's like the old 1920s bathing suit. <laughs> Got this para- wrist to ankle. This parachute of fabric behind them <laughs> as they're trying to swim. <laughs> they're swimming with a picnic blanket <laughs> attached to them. Okay, I'll tell you a story that is kind of a private story, but I'll go ahead and tell it. All right. Okay. Uh, not sure if I should do this or not, but. Uh, Eh, maybe it better not. But it had to do with that subject. Speedos? Because <laughs> that's what we were just talking about. It's okay. Uh, I better use better judgment here and not tell that story. Market update coming up next. You better believe it. I got it right here. Sam Amy Kapoor. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. 
It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for a market update brought to you by TridayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TridayTrading.com. How'd the markets do today, Gordon? Thumbs up today, too, just like yesterday. Not exactly, but uh, all green numbers. The Dow was up 150, near just shy of 153 points. Fun. <laughs> NASDAQ was up uh, just shy of 117 points. It's like pudding. And the S&P was up uh, over 32 points. Uh, Lisa oh. likes it when I twerk in a Speedo? Ooh. Whoa. Yeah, but why wouldn't she? <laughs> well, I forgot about that one. Where'd you, where'd you get that? Just in there, I searched Speedo because you were talking about it. <clears throat> hmm. Man, we have an awful lot of material in there, don't we? Yeah, that's a word for it. If you <laughs> if you could just type in Speedo and come up with something immediately. Thankfully, it's the only thing we have. I thought there would be a treasure trove. Thankfully not. Have you ever worn a Speedo? Of course. Next question. Did you look good? Of course. Did you feel naked? It's weird. No, I was clothed with a Speedo. Yeah, but there's not much there. <laughs> you know? Do you feel naked in a towel? Well, there's a lot more to a towel than there Depends is. Depends on speed. the size of the towel. Maybe you're a washcloth guy. <laughs> okay, Chester. Let's keep the trades on the track. Chester, what are you talking about? That's just nothing Chesterish about that. I'm not the one wearing the Speedo. What did you wear when you went tanning that one time? Nothing. Oh, yeah, we've been over that. That's a mistake, wasn't it? Yeah. Bringing I, that I, back up? Yeah, I was. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I, just, it was a I, haven't, I did that like 28 years ago or something. I, I haven't done it since. Did you never find it? And the only reason I did it is because I was going to, a, to an island uh, destination, and I, it was in the middle of the winter here. So what, what market is next? Did we get to all of them? Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, hey, okay. Are you not paying attention <laughs> Jake, over there? Jake checked out with the Speedo. <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm, I'm, what? That huh? was the last one. Yeah. Sam Amick's next. I know that. What? Why, why, what's the, why are you so uncomfortable with Speedo talk? I, I mean, I guess it's the focus of the conversation. If you want to talk about uh, you, you know, being streamlined while swimming, then I guess we can get into the functionality of the garment, but I don't think that's why you're talking about it. Oh, I was just, uh, we were just. Says the guy who wrote down Bob's banana hammocks yesterday. Yeah. I did. Yes, yeah, I that did. That was you. And it was a funny joke. Who came up with the uh, with the bidet? Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was really funny. I'm going to hand it to you. Yeah. You see, should that stand up comedy. I'm telling you, Austin, why don't you do it? See, but those, that was, those were jokes. Not like, what did you feel naked? <laughs> Have you ever worn a speedo? Have you ever worn a speedo, Austin? Bink, bink. <laughs> I think there's a difference, you know. No, like, that was like, did you say, feel no, was, <laughs> naked. <laughs> it was it was storytelling, narrative humor. <laughs> narrative humor. <laughs> we were. Was the garment <laughs> functional? First of all, I don't talk like that. We can I review don't talk the tape. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Would you feel comfortable in this pedo? 
Huh? In public? I used to be on the swim team when I was a kid. <laughs> we walked around in them all the time. That I was, don't know. Uh, uh, that was 30 years ago, and that was, you know. The Speedo's a, been around a minute. <laughs> I mean, right now, if if you guys went to the beach and I said, why don't you don the Speedo, would you do it? Sure. <laughs> Are, that, are, was, are you, that was Jake's. Why would anybody care about this? Uh, well, statement? I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. That's that's the point. <laughs> it's not a, you know, you're like approaching the subject of it's like taboo. That's why I said Chester. Like, mm, you know, would you wear it? No, it's just, it's just, would you wear it? That's there's, not there's something. Not much there. That's oh. not. <laughs> That's not something you usually see on American beaches. Or to a towel. <laughs> and now we're getting to down the road of you telling us about a European yeah, vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're headed there. But Sam's next, so All right. we'll get, get to, to that it. straight ahead. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.